This Augusta Golf Show podcast is brought to you by Audi Augusta, online at AudiAugusta.com. All right. On this edition of the Augusta Golf Show podcast, it's my conversation with Bob Bokey. Bob's been in the business of designing and creating golf clubs for a very long time, and you'll hear Bob discuss a little of that in our conversation. So he goes to work for Titleists, and he's making drivers for them until one day when he's in a meeting more than 20 years ago, he inexplicably volunteers to get into the business of making wedges for Titleist. Neither he nor Titleist has ever looked back. Bob is now 80 years old, still gets up and goes in every day. Well, with the exception of the last few months. And, and that's kind of where my conversation with Bob Vokey begins. How are you, Bob? Oh, John, I'm doing doing fantastic. You know, just what we're all going through, you know, but we're all a little uh, locked in position. Other than that, I'm absolutely fantastic. And it's, uh, it's a pleasure pleasure to talk to you. I just, it helped, helped get me out of jail, I sort of feel, you know. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned to me before we went on, you, you haven't been in the office since, what, March? No, over two months. Yes, over two months. Man, unbelievable. Um, but I understand. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. All right. As I understand the story, uh, Titleist wanted to begin to make a name for themselves in wedges. And you were at a meeting, and you spoke up. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you said, I'll do that. Um, That's it. Yep. Why'd you, why'd, you, why'd you volunteer for wedges, Bob? Well, you know, I I always, in my other, I got uh, two, two other for, former uh, companies, you know, and I had the mm-hmm. pleasure when I was with, with, with Titleist working with. Dave Stockton Sr. and Lee Trevino, you know, and I, I go on all the way down a whole bunch of lists, you know, at that particular time, Billy Glass, and then I went to Founders, I worked with Lanny Watkins, Peter Jacobs, and Freddie Funk. I learned a heck of a lot, you know, and I spent a lot of time with wedges. And I it wasn't, call it my main specialty, my main specialty was drivers. I was, I was, a, I was a, a, a driver, I was a golf club guy. I was never an engineer, but I was fortunate from my days with my dad and learning about golf clubs and opened up my little shop and then Gary Adams coming in my shop in 1986 and asked me to go to work for TaylorMade. And I said, I don't want to go and work for a driving range company that makes driving range clubs, metal woods. And so what is that? I'm a persimmon wood guy, you know? <laughs> and then next thing you know, a couple of years later, I'm working with Gary. And then when Gary left and went to over to Founders Club, I went with Gary to Founders Club. And then things were going away. I would like to have seen them go, and uh, then all of a sudden, uh, head of R&D at, at Titleist at the time was Terry McCabe, and I worked with him at, at TaylorMade and also Founders Club, and he asked me, hey, come on over here. I'm working on a on a driver project. I'd like you to come on. So I went and worked for, uh, started 1996, September of 96, for uh, Titleist, and I worked with, uh, uh, believe it or not, uh, my first project was a driver, the 975D driver, yeah. if you can remember that one. Yep. As we're going way back, and uh, I insisted Terry on that, and then all of a sudden, as you said, that infamous meeting that we had, and I just raised, said, "Mr. Mr. Uline would like to get in the wedges." I said, "I got that one." Yeah. I put my hand up, and and uh, not thinking, you know, and of course, I'm talking about back then, and on the first our first wedge, I had prototypes out, and the first wedge hit in 1997. Andy Bean at uh, would have been at at the uh, St. Jude's classic okay. in Memphis, and I'll never, I'll never forget that. And I look back now, and 
thinking about the first few years, you know, that caught on. All of a sudden, now it's like, wait a second. People ask, did you ever think he would ever do this? I said, no, never did. What do I you... Just, I it. What do you know about making a wedge today that you wish you knew then? Uh, I would say maybe maybe, maybe, maybe materials, just a, yeah. a little bit, and and the process. You know, there was a lot of stuff that the, every wedge that I've done now are classic wedges, they're traditional wedges. I wish I would have known maybe maybe some of the things that I, that I've tried with my with my my staff. I got a great staff. I started as a one man operation, but now I got some real good guys, good CAD man. You know, I did it by the old the, with a tool maker by hand, sort of thing. You know, and then and that's how we started. And then all of a sudden, now we got CAD. You know, all these years later, I got a CAD operator who knows me. You know, he knows exactly what I want. He, he's taken every wedge that I've done over. A, all these years, and has all, all computerized to where he can pull out anything possible, any any dimension that he wants. So that's really, really helpful proceeding, you know. But uh, it, it, it was it, it was it was a, it was a great process. I'm still, I still shake my head, huh. you know. But boy, it, it's been it's been fun and exciting. We're talking fun, you know, in a different way. Of yeah, fun. It's absolutely stressful too, but that's fun. We're talking with Bob Vokey here on the Augusta Golf Show. I feel, Bob, like I'm asking this for every recreational golfer that exists. What do the grind? What do the grind letters mean? Oh yes, uh, all those letters came from over the years working with certain players. You know that I they went on certain right. People say, Bob, how do you come up with all these grinds and all this and that? And I said, God, I get the best best RD. In the world, I got the PGA Tour. All I did was take a player would ask me something. Maybe I go with the first wedge is basic, you know, very flat sold and very very traditional, like the old R nineties and go back way then the old Wilson staff. Mm-hmm. And I, all of a sudden, I player would have one. He said, "Can you take a little bit off the heel? Can you take a bit a little off the toe? How about that trailing edge?" And certain players, I want to hit this shot. So I said, let me try something. Boom, boom, a guy. Either at that particular time, I have to run back to the plant and do it. I was because I was out without anything. But now we have a tour vans and out there I can do it right there in the tour van. I would grind something. And then I'd bring him out a prototype. He liked that. Then he would maybe change a little. And there might have been a little bit working with going all the way back, you know, with, with say, the L grind. That was the one that it came with Lefty. Okay. With, Phil, with Phil went on our staff at that particular time. He liked this particular soul. It was called the L grind. And then we, I'll go back and then Steve Stricker. He was another one in, in 2003 over at the Royal St. George's in uh, England. Very, very firm, firm fairways. He said, Bob, he said, I've got this, this 254 14, and I have a 10 it's 14 degrees stands for the amount of bounce. So it was bouncing on him. So I went in the van and I ran a little ribbon in the back. And mm-hmm. Ben Curtis at that particular time did the same thing for Ben. Ben ended up winning the, at that particular, ironically, ended up winning the British Open. And uh, it, not because of the wedges, that was <laughs> he, he's just a talented young man. And and that eventually we, we did it, that became an escrime. You know, and because Steve was one of on the on list of one of my top play wedge players, you know, I'll put him in my top ten, and and all those in it. And going on back, we had the T grind. Tom Pernice, unbelievable. Okay. Spent a lot of years with Tom. Great, great wedge player. Unbelievable. That was where the T grind. 
huh. and that particular time, what else did we have? The L, the M, the T, and, and the, oh, we had the K grind. All right, so when, grind working, so when working I, with Tom Kite. when I find a P grind, I'm just going to assume that's for me. That is. Yeah, that okay. Is. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you know, I asked I asked Scotty this when he was on the show. Bob, uh-huh. you're an artist. You're creating wedges. As the artist, Bob, how do you know when to stop? How do you know that you're done with this club? You know, you know you, that's, that's a pretty good question. You know, honestly, honestly I honestly, I'm never done. It's, it's, a, it's the funniest thing. I'm never done until I see the wedge comes out and play. Because what when it leaves my hands, it has to go through a variety of different hands. It goes through the CAD CAM operator and it has to go back. It's, it's sent to our manufacturer. Manufacturer has to, re, you know, reposition, put it in for production, you know, any process. Then it has to go through a number of hands to polish it. And then when it comes out in the finished product, I look at it, I always go... Damn, I darn. Excuse me. No, you're darn, fine. I wish I could have. I I would have. I wish I would have taken a little bit more off the trailing edge. <laughs> I wish I would have. God, I don't like that though. You know. But, you know. And what? I've had people tell me, Volk, if you complete fifty percent of the people, you've done a heck of a job." So you know what? I try to go come away with that. You know what Scotty told me? Bob has a harder time with that than I do. <laughs> um, oh, it's. It ain't no lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple of quick questions before I let you go. The recreation, okay. the recreational player that's listening, Bob. How often should he get? Uh-huh. How often should he get new wedges? You know, it's not as funny, and that's that's a very important thing because you know, when using wedges particularly, you 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 should rely on spin. Spin can do a, a certain amount of thing. What happens? I found through testing. I found through testing it went in that 75 to 85 rounds of play from a normal recreation golfer who, I call it maybe an avid golfer, who practices, plays a regular money right in there. But you know it's not, it's not the three wedges or four wedges that he may have in his bag. It'll be his call, it his go-to wedge. Maybe it'd be the sand wedge, the law wedge. That's the only wedge at that particular time he could turn around and have it tested. Either by getting going in into the shop and getting a brand new wedge and just hitting them side by side, you can see a real big difference. And then are also going maybe the track man or flight scope where they pick up spin, and you can see it. And it's just not spinning. And you know, particularly time in that normal fifty yard shot that you had used to have, but an eight foot putt hitting the hole and drop and stop. All of a sudden, you got a fifteen foot putt or a twenty foot putt. The ball's hitting and rolling out. That's the easiest thing. Little chip shots. They don't check up on you the way you want it to. They seem to have a tendency. The ball seems to skid up the face a little bit. You know those things. And once, and I'm not trying to sell wedges. It's not the full four wedges in your set. It'll probably be just a just get just get your gamer looked at. That's what I would say. I can't tell you how much I've wanted to do this. I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed this. The time is done. Please tell me you'll come back. Oh, geez, John, I you you guaranteed. I would be disappointed if you do not. Call me, okay? He, he is. Uh, I'd love to. I'd love to come back. Bob Volke, you want? Uh, there's a wedge of his in your bag. I promise, Bob. Thank you for taking the time to do this. I appreciate it. Awesome. Totally, my pleasure. Thank you.